0: Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio. Show. Talk show. All right,
1: happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that we refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for February the 11th in the year of our Lord 2020. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. All right, we got Alan Phillips with us. Well-known, nationally recognized expert, speaker, presenter, and more on vaccine rights. Vaccinerights.com, one website, PandemicResponseProject.com, the other. Alan, welcome back, my friend.
2: Pleasure to be back and honor as usual, Sam.
1: All right. Under the Promoting God, Family, and Country uh, banner, if you will, Kurt, Tim Tebow in the news once again. Last we heard from him was a couple of weeks ago. He got married to his beautiful bride, and now Tebow kicks off sixth annual Night to Shine, which has become a global experience centered on God's love. Kurt? All right, we'll try to get Kurt back. Meanwhile, Night to Shine 2020 will be celebrated by, listen to this, 721 churches across all 50 United States and 34 countries, folks. And they say Night to Shine is a night for the churches to shine, the volunteers to shine, our honored guests to shine, and most importantly, for God to shine. That's what their website reads. Now, the Night to Shine um, event is particularly sentimental to Tim Tebow and his bride. Um, Let's see. Her name, Demi Peters, right? Uh, Anyway, and I guess because they met at a Night to Shine event, which is kind of cool. And um, Tim Tebow celebrates people with special needs at the 2020 night to shine making it even more uh valuable or more you know personal if you will and what an event you know this is again we talked last hour a lot about happiness Uh, and i think this is bringing happiness to people around the world alan phillips gallup poll came out with a uh, statement about 90 plus percent of the people are very happy with their personal lives and To us, it was a good news, kind of shocking, but good news story. And we talked about uh, America being the greatest country on the face of the earth. We talked about people having the opportunity to be married, to travel, more jobs, the economy. You know, we talked about a lot of reasons for that happiness. Even the critics of Donald Trump said, oh, we're going to leave this country if Donald gets elected. None of them left and there 's boatloads of people trying to come to the greatest country, not leaving and so I think it 's pretty obvious to see why people are happy, and I think we want more happiness. Well, Tim Tebow and his new bride you know gallivanting around the globe, trying to promote happiness. What do you say to that
2: <laughs> well you can 't have too much happiness you know it 's so easy to get bogged down um, for a lot of us anyway in some of the problems, and there are many um and and big ones to um, be concerned about. But um, uh, happiness is available um, anywhere, anytime. I honestly believe that, and that doesn't necessarily mean everyone can can access it every moment, everywhere. But we look so much, um, Sam, at at outside circumstances and, and experience life, most of us as victims of the outside circumstances. But ultimately, we have a choice about how we respond to whatever circumstances we're in. And many times there are constructive or positive things we can do. And many times there are there are ways to find happiness amidst difficult times. And it's really, really important to uh, be aware of that. I, uh, Having come from, in my own life recently, some very difficult and challenging circumstances, I'm a classic example of... Um, Someone who had opportunities to to practice finding happiness amidst bad circumstances, and i'm anything but a master of it but um, in in fact, just that idea right there, Sam, the idea that every bad circumstance is an opportunity to learn how to look for and find happiness independently of what's going on outside you and around you. Uh, you can't have too much of it, and we need really to spend more time focusing on that and allowing ourselves to, to experience life in a more positive way than many times many of us do.
1: Now, the Christian faith is all about loving Jesus and loving people, and that is what we're trying to do with this foundation and all of our outreaches, the Tim Tebow website reach says, and they're really making a difference here. They got firefighters that are attending, and all these different um, first responders, and all. It, really, this is a huge event, and sadly, with the mainstream press, you don't even know Tim's doing it. I mean, it's a sad deal in that we don't cover it enough. But this is where they are focusing on the disabled and proms and good moral living it's- and helping one another. And Curtie you finally
3: back, buddy? It's well, yeah, we had a little medical emergency, sorry Sam. But anyway, uh, the uh you know, one of the key things that I thought was amazing about this whole Tim Tebow thing is, you know, he just married the former Miss Universe, who who he met because of one of these. Yeah, we talked about that nights. Yes. Um, and you know, her sister, I think it is, is a special needs. Uh, That's right. Person, and and it's just amazing to see, and yet, uh, you know, why don't stories like this? Um, you know, get Kurt, how do you hate
1: and destroy America and divide and just ruin everything if you're going to talk about this kind of stuff? And it's just not <laughs> possible to ruin everything if you do that. Because people actually take courage and get excited and feel better about themselves and feel hope and start to celebrate. You know, they want you to believe Tim's just this evil, horrible guy with no talent. That's what they'd love to have you believe. It's an absolute lie. The guy's using his talents in so many tremendous ways. It's amazing to see. And I think all yeah, of us have to start off
3: as a little homeschool kid. You See, know? you can't talk about that. I mean, you know, what do I you want to do?
1: Ruin education it. forever, Curt? Yeah. See how they're going to indoctrinate you and sell you down the river and destroy your country and destroy your morality and all that. If you start homeschooling and believing in God and family and country and then you start believing in the protection of life, liberty and property. And pretty soon you have independent ability to think for yourself. Alan, what would this world come to if we allowed that to to sprout and prosper, buddy?
2: Well, you know, it would turn into something uh, beautiful and ethical and Roger that and, sir. Uh, <laughs>
1: Amen. And 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 I sadly I believe these people really think that way. Kurt? I believe they really honestly think that way.
3: Well, in this Night to Shine thing, uh, put together uh, 721 churches across 50 United States, all 50, Sam. I mean, even California and New York included yeah. in this. 34 countries. Uh, you know, they, I mean, they got 215,000 volunteers. 115,000 guests, Uh, and yet, you know, a a guy like Tim Tebow, you'd think, well, he's a sports guy and a former Heisman Trophy winner and all that kind of stuff. Why would he want to hang out with these, I guess, you know, in some parts of the world they would have said, these are those candidates that would have been, uh, what, um, aborted, right? I mean, based on, uh, you know, they would have been killed before they were born. You want to know Uh, why, Kurt? You know. Because I'm going to say one phrase. Man, by yeah. their fruits, shall you know them. Good that's why. Point. Yeah. Tim
1: yeah. Tebow's for real, Kurt. I'm convinced. This guy doesn't have to do any of this stuff. Okay?
3: Yeah, he, he
1: doesn't have to do right. any of this stuff. It's a hit to his fame to even do it, Kurt.
3: He said this in an Instagram video, uh, and God's love, hugging people, smiling, joy transcended, and that's what tonight's all about. See? Well, that's what I'm just, talking about. Good stuff. You and, know. you know, in my opinion, he takes
1: a hit, at least, you know, in the world, for doing it. Uh, don't you think, Alan, I mean, this guy could be much more famous if he'd just jettison all that and, I don't know, rape some girl and create some scandal and do something crazy <laughs> and, you know, you'd follow his Escalade around like O.J. Simpson or something. Uh, that's what they want this to turn into. But see, I say Tim is doing a phenomenal job, and sadly, it gets no coverage. But it is about Christian faith. It's about loving Jesus, loving one another. It's about celebrating the good in America. It's about a night to shine, letting people know that disabled people, um, you know, he celebrates people with special needs at the 2020 night to shine. You know, this is, in my opinion, where we say, you know what, God created us all. And this is where the American ideal comes in. We don't believe anybody's more important than another person. We're all God's children and we should act We're like it. Pro life. We the should way act like it. We're all God's children. Uh, Alan. And even attorneys that get that get abused by the bar, they're still loved by God too, buddy. <laughs> yes, they are, <laughs> sir. <Amen. laughs> Can you imagine this radio yeah. program? I mean, is this is this legal to do in the country?
2: Just <laughs> run around and celebrate and everything? I don't know. The way things are heading, I wonder if it will, you know, remain so. And uh, it's it's um, what I keep um, uh, aggressively pointing out in presentations I'm doing now on the, uh, on the vaccine issue is putting out to people. We're being shut down on uh, not just the vaccine issue, of course, anybody uh, counter to the um, whatever the heck you want to call the agenda that's that's. Um, Driving things, but you know what? You can shut people out of media, or you can shut people down, or whatever. But you you can't you you can't shut them down. You know, as I say, and you know, I, I know you got to be careful what you ask for. Sometimes you might get it, so I got to be careful here. But you know, I say they made a mistake with me. They left me with a pulse, and as long as I have a pulse, I'm going to keep fighting corruption. But
1: well, you know, what I always um, like to say is, if they tell you that I committed suicide, you need to know right now they're lying.
2: Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't care how uncomfortable I, I, they make me. In fact, the, the more uncomfortable they make me, the more obstinate I'm going to get, the more determined, not the more likely I am to check out.
1: Don't you dig the American spirit, ladies and gentlemen? This in contrast with the folks down there in Mississippi. Kurt's going to tell you about them, too. Then we'll talk about an interesting vaccine story I found and get Alan Phillips' take on it. VaccineRights.com, PandemicResponseProject.com. You are listening to Alan Phillips live on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show.
0: You've heard the name Lavoie Finnicum. Now, hear LaVoy Finnicum in his own words. Honor the Republic. Uphold this Constitution. Let us quit talking. Please take peaceful action. That is why I'm here. Liberty Hall Lectures presents Dead Man Talking, screening and fundraiser. Come together with us to view the newly completed DVD series, Lavoie Dead Man Talking, Episode 2, Friday, February 28th at 6 p.m. at Liberty Hall in Far West Utah. Come meet LaVoy Finnicum Widow Jeanette. Learn about her mission to bring about justice for the wrongful murder of her husband. That's Friday, February 28th, 6 p.m. at Liberty Hall, 3677 North Highway 126 in far west Utah. There's no need to RSVP. Admission is free and your generous donations are appreciated. Join us Friday, February 28th at 6 p.m. at Liberty Hall. This event is sponsored by One Cowboy Stand for Freedom, the Center for Self Governance, and the Loving Liberty Radio Network.
1: Yeah, the power of love will carry us through, won't it, ladies and gentlemen? But while we're celebrating love and good and kindness and those bureaucrats of Mississippi they're all doing something different, folks.
3: Well that's right, right dull, Sam I and the Jackson. Saying, yeah, there you again, go. In the Jackson the Jackson Free Press. Uh, you know gives this uh, report and uh, you know like we say ladies and gentlemen we scour the news for these different stories and this one the headline reads uh, Mississippi officials arrested in a massive embezzlement scheme quote you do not have the right to treat taxpayer money as your own or to lie to the taxpayers end quote I mean imagine you know them doing it in mississippi and of course this never happens in washington dc or in your state and you know places like that but anyway they say special that's right special agents from uh, the office of the state auditor have arrested uh, john davis the former director of the mississippi department of human services uh... And you know a number of other ones there they say this is all in connection with a multi million dollar embezzlement scheme. The indictments include a range of violations involving fraud and embezzlement. Auditors concluded after an eight month Investigation that the accused conspired to illegally obtain millions in public funds from the Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. Now, you know what's even crazier, Kurt? About that, what's that? They said you don't have the right to lie to the taxpayers. Can you imagine (laughs) saying stuff like that? No. Uh, They say defendants used a variety of business entities and schemes to defraud the taxpayers. The funds that were illegally obtained in this case were intended. To help the poorest among us, the funds were instead taken by a group of influential people for their own benefit, and the scheme is massive. It ends today. You want to know Um, the bad news? Yeah, they did.
1: You want to know the good news?
3: We found out. We,
1: the people, are stopping it. What do you say to that, Alan?
2: It's the only way it's going to stop. And you know, Sam, there are good people everywhere, but I have yes, sir. Gradually and. Quite painfully realized uh, over many, many years at this point that there's corruption everywhere. It's at all Yeah, the
1: longer Alan lives, the more he realizes that Liberty Roundtable is spot on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's one way to sum it up <laughs> nice and concise.
1: I'm just teasing. We, we've no, got to take we're... credit for everything, don't we?
2: Everywhere from the local kidding. county courthouse right on up to NATO and everywhere in between. And, and and um, you know, part of the way it stays hidden and, and corruption persists because there are systems of corruption and because they um, have to stay hidden. Otherwise, uh, you know, everybody would see it and revolt and so forth. So that's their Achilles heel, if you will, is that we've got to put the spotlight on them because as long as they stay hidden, they'll keep operating and get away with it. But, uh and ultimately, it's it's we, the citizens, that are going to be putting that spotlight. Um,
1: and they're a whole lot less likely to stay hidden with Liberty Roundtable Live on the air. We'll tell you that one right now, and they don't like that either. But you know what? We're just going to keep on keeping on celebrating the greatest country on the face of the earth. They want to just tell you everybody's a racist. We don't think so. We think in America, people just stand together, shoulder to shoulder as God's children and do a wonderful work. And, you know, we, we really believe that's most of America now. Are there certain times and certain situations where... You know, some bad actors have wrong views, without a doubt, and we stand against that. But I believe for the most part, most people are good. Most people want to do right. Most people care. Most people, okay, they might not know how. They might feel disenfranchised. But that's our job, to make sure that we provide a voice, provide a, um, well, a roundtable for opportunity and solution. And, you know, when you leave this program, unlike many other programs, when you leave this program, we hope you get done and go, what a wonderful world out there. What can I do to make it better? What can I do to be part of the solutions? What can I do to... Well, I'll give you an example. They want this in darkness, but, man, very candid. This thing's called Yale News. Have you ever heard of Yale News, Kurt? No. They got Uh, it now, buddy. (laughs) The headline says Yale University has a study now that's been put out. They say using children's health records, and now it links vaccines... To mental disorders. It's a big study. And uh, they basically make the point, And then at the end, they say, but take it with a grain of salt because they say it needs more study. Um, so they're kind of debunking their own study uh, later in the article. But the point that I'm getting at is this is a flash of candid reality coming out. Most folks don't even see this headline of this story anywhere. But it is Yale News. So, uh, you know, you can debate the credibility all day if you want. But uh, here's what they say. They say the worst vaccine. Do you know what it is, Kurt? The one that's most likely, um, well, to <clears throat> create mental disorders and such. You know which one, Kurt? Mm, you got I hundreds to choose from, buddy.
3: Flu vaccine? Yes, sir. That's the worst one?
2: Yeah. Alan, what do you say to wow. that? Well, it's really interesting. Um, the uh, federal government publishes a lot of statistics on uh, vaccines and. Not surprisingly, of course, the flu vaccine is the most widely administered vaccine. It's the only one you get every year. It's the only one that's recommended for the entire population from six months old to, uh, I think, six months post-mortem. They want you to keep getting flu shots. <laughs> might, as, might as well be. But um, So you have to you know, factor that in. But proportionally, when we look at the dollars paid out through the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, that compensates people – who've been injured by vaccines, families of people. When those
1: safe and effective aren't so safe and effective, right?
2: well the these are very rough figures because i haven 't looked at this real recently, but when you talk about the percentage overall of vaccines that are administered, I believe it 's somewhere in the range of like forty percent of vaccines administered are flu shots, and it 's the single largest category for a, uh, the largest percentage for any individual vaccine. but the payouts from the injury compensation program are in the sixty percent, so it suggests very strongly that either Reporting on injuries is much greater with flu vaccines than other vaccines, or the flu vaccines are just causing per shot more injury and death than the other vaccines. But here's the it point. With that two. data
1: that you have and then this story backing up that point, it leans more towards that this vaccine is more problematic.
2: Well, and which, when you add to that the fact that the flu vaccine – has it, even by official standards, has very low efficacy. And they say, well, a little protection is better than none, but there's peer-reviewed published research that says you don't get partial protection from a flu shot. You know, they tell you, get the measles shot. If it doesn't prevent measles, you'll have a milder case of the measles. They've been making that kind of claim for years. I'm suspicious of that. But there's actual research showing that that's not the case with the flu shot. So on average, it varies from year to year, but on average flu shot, the official efficacy is probably somewhere around 20, 30, 40 percent, very low um, effectiveness. And then they have to guess months in advance what's going to be the dominant strain. And often they're wrong when they guess. And so the flu shot is worthless many years, even if it is effective for the strains it targets, it targets the wrong strains. So there's all kinds of factors in there that make flu shots pointless from a health and medical point of view, but considering they're the most. Um, widely distributed and used and administered vaccine. It's very effective from a financial profit point of view. And then because it's the most dangerous vaccine, it is creating, as all vaccines are, but maybe the flu vaccine even more than the others, Sam, it's creating chronic illness in the population. And everybody with a chronic illness is a potential lifelong customer of other pharmaceutical products to treat and manage those chronic conditions. And they're cranking out massive numbers of new chronically ill uh, customers every year. The um the vaccine market internationally crossed the 50 billion dollar mark in terms of gross revenues internationally last year. It's a record high. It's projected to keep growing at a rapid rate, but the backside market treating those chronic illnesses, we don't have figures for that but I bet it's in the trillion dollar range.
1: Well, and that's just the start because you got to ask yourself a couple of questions too. Yeah. You got to ask what's the likelihood of a vaccine to me, a vaccine discussion, Alan is a risk reward analysis. And that's why I always say, you know, I'm not hundred percent against vaccines personally. I don't take them. I don't believe in them. I don't need them. I don't want them. Okay. That's my free will and choice. Um, But depending on circumstances, you know, if I lived in a foreign country, there might be some vaccinations that I might take. Um, You know, I don't I don't believe that it's just an an all or nothing discussion. Um, But what I find fascinating is this flu vaccine is one of the most dangerous, is one of the most widely given. um, And the injuries are tremendous from it. Uh, But I also look at the benefit, you know, and I say, um, you know, a vaccine to prevent Oh, I don't know, rubella or mumps, or you know, might be more important than one to stop the flu, might be more important than one to stop an STD, might be more important than one to stop my political thinking that America's great or something, right? <laughs> Pretty soon they'll have a vaccine for that. You know, you think America's great? We got to take a vaccine to stop that um, fake news view. See, they they want to go there. I, I paint the extreme a little bit on purpose to make the point, but it seems like the more dangerous the the uh, the vaccine, the less necessary or valuable it is in the first place, when oftentimes they're less than 50% effective. I mean, I could flip a coin and do better. Alan Phillips in seconds.
0: Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio
4: News with Chris Barnes. New Hampshire voters at the polls today casting ballots in the the first-in-the-nation presidential primary. The favorites, Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg, who are coming off a virtual tie for first in last week's Iowa caucuses. Speaking at his own rally last night in Manchester, New Hampshire, President Trump suggested that that Iowa caucus debacle was meant to hurt Sanders.
5: Nobody knows who won. Actually, I think they're trying to
1: take it away from Bernie again. I think Bernie came in. In second can you believe it they're doing it to you again Bernie. they're doing it to you
4: again the first american infected with the coronavirus and evacuated from china is back in a san diego hospital after being mistakenly released health officials say the patient was released after an initial test indicated the person was not actually infected this is usa radio news
5: Hello, this is Wayne Allen Rood, relentless conservative warrior, middle-class warrior, and always Trump warrior. I have a message from my fellow patriots across America. President Trump is making America great again. He's the only president in my lifetime who is keeping his promises, and his biggest promise is to build that wall. President Trump can only do it with our help. If Congress won't fund Trump's wall, we will. President Trump is one man against the world, and what globalists and socialists around the world want is clear, open borders. It's time to take a stand. We either build a wall, or it's the end of the greatest nation in world history ever blessed by God. That's why I founded the Root for the Wall Pack. 63 million Trump voters together will raise the money President Trump needs for the wall. Anyone who donates $100 or more will get a beautiful commemorative wall brick. Display it proudly. Call 844-ROOT-WALL. That's toll-free. 844-ROOT-WALL. Or go to rootwall.com. We will build this wall together. Call 844-ROOT-WALL. Or go to rootwall.com. Root for the Wall Pack. Pay for it. responsible for the content of this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. Rootwall.com.
4: Top presidential advisor Kellyanne Conway is suggesting there could be still more departures from the administration following the president's acquittal in his Senate impeachment trial.
0: Sure. Why would you want to be here if you're spending your time writing
2: books and op-eds instead of trying to at least do what many of us do?
4: She was speaking on Fox & Friends. Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman and his twin brother were forced out of their National Security Council positions on Friday. And Gordon Sunland, the U.S. ambassador to the European Union, was recalled on Friday. President Trump and Vice President Mike Pence paying their respects late yesterday to two soldiers killed in Afghanistan over the weekend. 28-year-old Sergeant Javier Gutierrez of San Antonio and 28-year-old Sergeant Antonio Rodriguez of Las Cruces, New Mexico, were killed on Saturday when an Afghan soldier opened fire with a machine gun. Their remains were returned through Dover Air Force Base in Delaware late yesterday. This is USA Radio News.
1: All right, so Alan Phillips, vaccine expert with us, VaccineRights.com. So I was saying that, you know, it's amazing to me that the less necessary and or valuable, based on a risk-reward analysis, the vaccine is, it seems like the more dangerous uh, the results and the repercussions when it's not very safe and effective. Um, It's interesting to me how that is. Uh, So I think everybody needs to look at all vaccines as a risk-reward analysis. One of the vaccines I believe is probably the most valuable, personally, is a tetanus shot if you need one. Uh, But I digress. I'm just saying it seems to me that the less necessary or or, or the less effective and it's like, how how come that is, Alan? Isn't that a weird dichotomy a little bit?
2: Well, when you look at it from a health point of view, of course, when you look at it from a profit and all costs point of view, um, what they do makes perfect sense. Um, And this is, of course, uh, goes to the root of the problem here that what drives health policy in this country um, well beyond vaccines, but certainly inclusive of vaccines, has nothing nothing to do with health. It has to do with uh, other agendas, money being only one of them. I think of the money as being the surface layer, if you will, but um, and and there are other agendas, as you and I have discussed in the past. But I don't think you have to even go past the money layer to see that what's going on is uh, a polite way to say it would be lacking in integrity. Uh, the however it came about, inadvertently, deliberately, uh, the. the push and drive for profit has um, taken priority over everything else, and including people's lives and safety. And From a pure, cold, calculating point of view, you maximize profit in the healthcare world by having as many people be as sick as possible for as long as possible, because those are the people who are going to have to spend their time and money or insurance money on uh, doctors and pharmaceutical products. Um, if that's how they choose to address their health issues, more and more people, of course, going to the so called alternative and complementary healthcare modalities, which is um, great because there's more genuine um, healing that goes on in, in that arena today. But uh, if you're going to push profits, you know, it's sort of like the supposed goal of uh, the healthcare world, we're here to help you get well, is sort of contradicted by the, we make the most money if we keep you sick, so it's not that individual doctors or other healthcare practitioners are, for the most part, are bad or evil. They're not. I agree with you, Sam. Most people are good, but most people are also manipulated into serving agendas that if they really understood what was going on, they'd be horrified.
3: This
1: is very interesting, uh, and I want to tie these two together. Kurt's got a story that talks about Chinese Christians sharing love of Jesus in, um, what do they call this thing, this um, coronavirus? Well, it's during zone? this Kurt? whole coronavirus.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Go ahead and, and read uh, that because yeah. they're working on a vaccine for that. We'll talk about that in a second, Alan. Go ahead, Kurt. Great point, Sam. And, uh, you know, and yet these people are still um, doing their best, uh, where a lot of people are going to leave uh, these folks with this coronavirus kind of thing alone. The headline reads Chinese Christians Sharing Love of Jesus in Coronavirus Hot Zone. Uh, this is from the Christian Post. It says, It's readily apparent that we are facing a test of our faith. The situ- situation is so critical. Yet that we are trusting in the Lord's promises. <clears throat> they say as the death toll from the coronavirus reaches 724. I don't know what the actual number is. It all depends on who's doing the reporting. But it says uh, the number of confirmed cases rises to 34,546 Christians in China. That's a uh, What you'd call an endangered species, I think, uh, where the illness originated, are distributing masks and sharing the love of Christ on the streets in the city of Wuhan, the epicenter of the outbreak. While fear and insecurity have gripped the 11 million residents of Wuhan, you know, that one city's like more than almost four times the size of our whole state of people. It says a city in China's Hubei province. Christians there have been out on the streets giving out masks and sharing the love of Jesus and the hope the gospel brings, according to Christian Broadcasting Network's Asia correspondent Lucille Toulousen. Uh They're very courageous, she was quoted as saying. They give out masks, and they say that they are Christians, and they share the love of Christ and point to Jesus to bring hope to them and their families and the whole of China. This is really a breakthrough. Wow.
1: So anyway, what do you think God. of this? Number one, the Christians speaking out on this, China having this problem. I think China basically covered it up and pretended that it wasn't a problem, and they let it spiral out of control personally. Uh, and now they're working on a, a, a hurry to uh, market vaccine for this, Alan.
2: Well, I mean, isn't it a little bit, uh, you know, after the fact here? Um,
1: It'll never hurt to get a bunch of sales from the vaccines that probably won't do any good, sir.
2: <laughs> well, I just sort of echoes the earlier part of the conversation, right, that, you know, when you look at how can we um, – you know, profit from the situation, well, it doesn't matter whether, you know, you have to get, because see, you don't just get a vaccine and then you're instantly immune. You know, vaccines can take days, if not weeks, to elicit a full antibody response. So if they developed a vaccine um, and the the idea that they, and it takes months, if not years, to develop and test a vaccine properly. So, of course, they'll use the fact that this is uh, an emergency to fast track the vaccine, which means it'll be. Uh, bypass a lot of safety and efficacy testing that would normally go on and the vaccines to go through the normal procedure are bad enough so I think um, you know I personally can't run fast enough and far enough away from any vaccine but even more so something that's rushed through um, the process um, and of course uh, as uh, be expected from those of us who uh, spend time in alternative circles, the theories abound that this is a manufactured virus. And um, I've heard stories claiming that it was probably developed uh, in China and accidentally let go or escaped or what have you. And who knows? You know, it's uh, you can. Look at a virus and potentially de- determine whether it's natural or manufactured. I know the swine flu virus. There were um, scientists claiming that that virus had components of viruses from different parts of the world, which would be virtually impossible to have come together. Um, yeah, so
1: oftentimes what we see is natural viruses then cobbled together, or a new strain with the properties of other simpler, milder strains kind of cobbled together. And so um, oftentimes you find that man-made on top of what normally exists. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, uh, if you really traced it, if you found the 1918 flu kind of uh, re-germinated and merged into this thing somehow. So there's some very weird stuff going on globally when it comes to vaccinations uh, and what they're doing here. Uh, I find that interesting because it seems like we heard about this coronavirus, and then it just spreads 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 every time we hear about it. the spread's greater um and you got to ask yourself is that an accident too? It seems to me like we continue you know flying people around in planes, and oh man, we find out people have it, and we release them into society, and we i, I, I don't understand what we 're doing here at all uh with this thing, Alan.
2: Nor can we rely on uh, reports we hear through the mainstream media. Agreed. Uh, are the numbers correct? Are we being misled in a small way or a big way? Or, or are they even you know, accurate reports? And it's just really impossible over the short term to figure out exactly what's going on and, and what pieces of information are valid or not. But regardless, what happens, um, even if the whole thing were... Totally accurately reported and legitimate as it's presented, and so forth. Um, it is creating waves of fear throughout the world, and those will be nurtured and and uh, so as to, among other things, maximize vaccine sales. As soon as they start selling one, um, it's deeply disturbing because you can watch this. Sam, with a certain amount of understanding of at least the range of possibilities, um, but still not really do much about it other than watch it play out and watch what the media does with it. You know, it's, it's disconcerting in that respect because I don't see a way to address the issue, I don't see a way to confirm. What's really going on, at least over the short term, though, there are a lot of interesting theories and more evidence will come out, you know, over time that that will help us sort of pin down better what's really going on. But in the meantime, um, you know, the panic or creation of panic is well underway, whether ultimately justified or not.
1: Wow. It seems to me like every time we turn around, things get worse. I don't think it has to be that way, ladies and gentlemen. Is the goal to eventually create a pandemic? What should our response be?
4: I'd invite Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At
1: the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt, and voter fraud is all too common.
4: And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago, so, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past sometimes democrats have to you know whenever people are in power they're you know they have this tendency to try to you know tilt things in their direction there's no way you start whining before the game's even over whenever things are going badly for you and, and you lose you start blaming somebody else then you don't have what it takes to be in this job
6: After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to defendapatriot.com, defendapatriot.com.
1: Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So I, I submit: Are they trying to turn this into a pandemic, sir?
2: Well, sure, of course they are. I mean, it may already technically be one. Um, and the, and the question is: uh, I mean, there are two questions there. Is is there really a pandemic? And regardless of the answer, how are they going to milk it? You know, use it. What is what is the agenda behind all of this?
1: Well, And, and, and the real question, in my mind, from an uh, agency or a free choice point of view, is what should be done in a pandemic like this? Do you force people to take vaccinations? Do you force people into quarantine and isolation? Or do you simply educate and let people do what they know to be right by choice? So, you know, how do you handle these things? Right.
2: Well, and there's the question of what is the uh, in a pure scientific sense, what is the most appropriate and effective thing you do in, an, in a policy as would be theoretically guided by pure and real science, and then there is politically how will this situation be manipulated to achieve what goals or agendas. So the first thing I would say is that there are all kinds of things that people can do individually to um, just... That's good common sense things to do with viruses generally for example um uh, vitamin d supplementation is more effective at fighting the flu than um flu shots for example why would you get a flu shot that can injure or kill you You just take vitamin d supplements and you're already better off
1: Uh, by the way not only better off significantly better off this isn't even debatable sir
2: there are things like keep the body alkaline, which just means eat lots of vegetables, you know, mostly green vegetables, but other vegetables and so forth. There's just lots of things that I encourage your listeners to, uh, if they're not already familiar, uh, to do just a little bit of online research. You can quickly find out things that we can do just in terms of diet and lifestyle that make us more resistant to viruses generally. Um, so, there, there are things we have in our direct control that could be the difference in whether or not you get sick, or if you get sick, the difference in whether or not it's a mild illness or a severe one. We have direct control of, over much of that, just with our diet and, and lifestyle. And then, um, you know, what our authorities do, at what stage, with what pieces of information. Uh, I think, over the short term at least, we're subject to whatever local health authorities decide. If they, um, I think it would be it would require a very extreme situation for local health authorities to order an emergency vaccine and literally physically force everyone over their uh, objections to be vaccinated. But it wouldn't surprise me if we had large numbers of ill people in any given location for health authorities to impose certain sorts of restrictions, quarantine or isolation or what have you. But how or whether that sort of thing will be manipulated inappropriately for some other agenda is anybody's guess. You know, we can kind of see how this plays out.
1: And I think what they do oftentimes is they they don't just go ham and go crazy on this. What they usually do is escalate each one of these events and never let it, any event go to waste. And they slowly but surely acclimate the people to give up their liberty or to capitulate in some way. And it doesn't start all at once. So vaccines and seatbelt laws are a great example where at first they're like, hey, you know what, this is really good, you should consider this. Then it's like, hey, you know what, um, we're not going to arrest you if you don't have your seatbelt on. Uh, but, hey, and then later they're like, well, we're going to click it our ticket. and now you're going to get a ticket, and then the fines are going to increase. And that's the seatbelt example. The vaccines are similar where, you know, it's a good idea, and then pretty soon, hey, they're safe and effective, and then pretty soon it's like, well, you really need this one. And then, well, you don't have to have it, but if you're going to go to school, you've got to have it. And, and they ratchet up the narrative over and over and over is what I've been watching.
2: Yes, and um, as as one person put it, I, I love this phrase, Sam, and I think you'll appreciate it too, what he referred to as the totalitarian tiptoe, and it, it, is, it is about this idea that as long as you make incremental steps that are small enough and far enough apart in time, there will never be enough people objecting at any one point in time to stop the overall agenda, but you get a few years down the road and you look back and you say, oh my gosh, look how far they've gone. You know, Sam, when I was a kid, you got, I don't know, three or four different vaccines, maybe with the different boosters, you know, half a dozen shots by the time you went to first grade. And now the CDC recommends something on the order of 70 doses of 14 different vaccines. And it's not because all these new diseases suddenly were having massive outbreaks that we had to contain. It's because, hey, we got this law passed that for all practical purposes removed liability. So now we can just, you know, uh, go hog wild with the vaccines and and don't have to worry about it. And so You know, the question is, or being aware that at least in some instances, health authorities, for example, among others, uh, advance agendas that really aren't science-based, being aware that that occurs in today's world, we need to watch very carefully how this coronavirus thing plays out and look for that. Is this legitimate? And if not, when are they crossing a line that they shouldn't be crossing, and if they do cross it. How can we respond to that in a way that we say, "Wait a minute, um, we, we don't, we don't accept that."
1: Kurt, what do you say about this? Do you think they're just ratcheting up a pandemic, ratcheting up a, well, a change uh, response to indoctrinate us or get us to accept a certain outcome?
3: You know kind of like Alan mentioned I mean when when we were kids I mean you had this just a few little things and then uh, I think the big companies realized when they got the kinda okay that uh, it basically said to them uh, nobody's gonna really sue us Um, we only can make money from this we don't ever lose money Uh, the government's gonna fund any losses or whatever I mean since then, it seems to me like the the sky's well. I don't even think the sky's the limit, you know, <laughs> of uh, vaccinations.
1: Yeah, it's hard to know when that it's going to end, isn't it, Kurt?
3: I don't know that it will. If if those are, like, let's just say you're in in any business and you've you've been granted this right to profit. Uh, without a limit and and nothing is going to hold you back i i mean i don't i mean the only thing that holds them back maybe is a competition that wants to get more of the piece of the pie than they do i i just don't a
1: lot of times what holds them back that i see is they have so many tyrannical agendas that cross cross each other if you will that one of them almost negates another one oftentimes. In other words, they almost end up fighting against themselves is what I see, uh, Alan. They've got so many initiatives they want to promote that one eventually creates a problem for the other, and they almost stop themselves. It's almost a blessing from God that that happens.
2: Well, you know, when you, when you get a vaccine, you, you pay for the vaccine, or in some cases uh, government pays for the vaccine, and then you're done. But when you have a chronic illness as an adverse effect from a vaccine, chronic means it persists. So you're never done with that. And so the problem here, Sam, is they keep administering more and more vaccines. They spent the last 10 years opening up the adult market, which, by the way, is more than three times the size of the childhood market. And they started with uh, flu shots and healthcare workers, but they're expanding beyond that. Uh, California has a law requiring uh, child care workers, for example, and we all have targets on our backs. Their goal is to vaccinate all of us throughout our lives and as they implement more and more of this agenda that more and more people and, and now uh, the focus being on uh, uh, milking, uh, uh, developing and milking the adult market, um, as this goes up, You have more and more people with chronic illnesses, because if you didn't get a chronic illness from your first three vaccines, you probably will from the next three. And chronic illnesses become exacerbated or or made worse by subsequent vaccines. And there's going to be a point, Sam, if we keep going in this direction and don't stop it, where there's not going to be enough healthy people left to take care of the sick people. So what we're looking at is the literal destruction of society as we know it. And we're already seeing that in a huge way with the massive chronic illnesses in our childhood population now that we didn't have a generation ago, not anywhere near the level that we have today. And there could be many contributing factors, but vaccines would certainly be a huge one, if not the dominant one. And um, Sam, I don't know what their end game is, but there is an end game because this cannot go on indefinitely, and we're looking at on the order. Their
1: of, end game you know. is to decrease the population of the world to what they would consider to be sustainable levels. And believe it or not, Greta Thunberg, the seventeen-year-old environmental wacko little girl running around the world, very angry and hate-filled, um, she's autistic by the way, or she has Asperger's. They say she's running around very hate-filled. They just gave her a TV series now. So their agenda is to indoctrinate us to believe that we, the people, the humans, God's children, are the problem. The only way is to reduce the population drastically. And believe it or not, Bill Gates and others have given speeches on this, that vaccines are the key to eventually the depopulation of the world, decreasing um, the world's population to sustainable levels. That's where these people are going. They have connected the dots for us in public speeches and in statements they've made to where this is beyond debate now, Alan.
2: And there are some people who say extermination, outright extermination is is the end goal here. But regardless, obviously, if we keep going the direction we're going, we are necessarily talking about not only reduction in the world's population, but um, really horrible um, conditions of those who remain alive going to be um, more and more severely uh, compromised, their health, uh, disabled. Um, you know, vaccines are not like you either die from one or you're fine. Um, for every vaccine death, there could be a hundred uh, vaccine induced chronic illnesses, for example. Um, I know with the vaccine adverse event reporting system over the program as a whole, up to the point. Um, around 2017, when they started messing with the data, so you can't get good figures from that program anymore. Um, but through the years where you could get good data, there were roughly one percent of those reports that were vaccine deaths. Two percent were severe disabilities. So three uh, percent as a as a whole. But our own federal government, Department of Health and Human Services, says that less than one percent of vaccine adverse events ever even get reported. So we have no idea what the real numbers are, and I would submit that that's not by accident, because if we've we've paid out over $4 billion over 30 years of this program, and if that represents less than 1% of what's going on, uh, it's easy to understand why they'd want to hide uh, that other 99 plus percent.
1: I got one phrase to respond to this. The truth shall set you free. And I think that's what we need to focus on, ladies and gentlemen. We want to tell the truth, and we want to be as transparent as we possibly can. And we want people to be able to make choices. We want people to have their agency, their God-given agency. That's... Is critical for Sam Bushman, Alan Phillips, and Kirk Crosby. We declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundTable.com. Donate liberally today, would you please? It's the only time we believe in liberalism. Uh, and you know what? We say, God save the Republic of the United States of America.